0: On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing hack O'Lantern lantern from 1988. Joining us for discussion will be Audrey Lane from Horror Hound and the Horrify Podcast.
1: Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film considered but not limited to being a cult classic. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. Something for me? Because I'm special?
0: Yes,
2: Tommy. Tommy. Because you are very, very special. Oh, God,
0: Tommy, what the hell is wrong with you? Why don't you do something meaningful with your life? So, you're gonna protect the town tonight? I know it's a grave situation, but I'll get to the bottom of it. You're
1: useless.
0: This is Holt Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 86. This is Brandon, and as always with me is your grandson, son, and co-hoster Cullen. That's me. Today we are here to discuss the 1988 film Hack lantern Cullen, what do small town hicks do for fun in this Halloween movie?
3: Every year on Halloween night, the children aren't the only ones up to tricks. A kindly old grandfather is actually the leader of a murderous satanic cult which sacrifices its victims on Halloween. He has groomed his grandson Tommy for this night as a mysterious killer prey on the town's unsuspected teenagers. Pack a
0: Lantern is directed by Yog Mundra and stars High Pike, Gregory Scott Cummins. Katrina Garner, Carla Barona, and Michael Potts. Cullen and I have successfully uh, snapped our fingers and rid ourselves of Oscar just in time for October. Maybe our favorite time of year around Cults from the Cavalcade.
3: Certainly are plenty of options that fit into our style, whatever. And I think this is mm-hmm. definitely one of them. Oh yeah!
0: Before we gush over this month and movie too much, let's gush over our guest from Horror Hound and the Horrify podcast. We have Audrey Lane.
2: Hey, Brandon. Thanks for having me on.
0: Let's just start by talking about you. Tell our lovely listeners all this cool stuff that you're involved with.
2: I work for Horror Hound Magazine. I write articles and reviews and I also work with the film festival. I am the operations slash promotions manager, and I also am on the film festival selection committee, which means I see a lot of movies every year. We have two cycles of our film festival, one at our indie show and one at our show in Cincinnati that's every March. I'm pretty busy year-round with Horror Hound and watching movies, so I kind of wear a few hats, I love it. I love working with the independent side of the cinema, and I love meeting people from the films as far as actors, directors, writers, and bringing them in and letting their work be seen to the masses. It's a lot of fun, and we end up making pretty good relationships with some great people from all over the world, and that's a bonus. We get to meet people that are doing horror films from all over the globe, and that's really exciting. I also do my own podcast called Horrify, and that is blending two things that I love a lot, which are horror and sci-fi. And it's my baby, I can review what I want to have the guest on that I want to if I want to keep it at an indie movie I can if I want to go bigger budget or classic or obscure unheard of I can do it also I really love that and I usually podcast with my partner girl afraid aka Danny Martin we've kind of been on hiatus a bit and I'm just now getting my feet wet again and coming back into the horrifying.
0: scene I always am attracted to like the conventions and then I start looking at prices and I'm like how do these people go all in for the weekend just wow like it
2: yeah it's you know it's funny because you know i see so many people with doing this twice a year i mean we have a a huge fan base and a lot of them will come to both conventions as well as other conventions but The the thing that I've learned is some people, this is their vacation. They're not going to Disney World. They are not going to the Bahamas. They are doing the convention circuit or they're picking, you know, like three or four big conventions that they want to go to. And that's what they do. So, I mean, it can get expensive, especially with autographs and photo ops. If you don't have an unlimited budget, you kind of have to pick and choose. I mean, I was a convention person before I started working for Horror Hound. And then I was already doing my podcast. So I would go and get a booth at a couple of conventions. And for me, it was budget it was if I'm at this convention like my very first time I got a a booth it was Bruce Campbell was headlining Fright Night Film Fest in Kentucky in Louisville and it's like okay well I'll get a picture this time and then when I catch him at another convention I might get that picture autographed so it was me trying to get the most bang for my buck and I know because autographs have gone up so much exponentially with some conventions or you there's so many you know if you want to do a selfie you have to pay for a selfie and an autograph and we don't don't set the prices, the celebrities do so. It can get expensive. But even with me working for them, I kind of just go up and meet people and talk to them if I hadn't gotten a chance to all weekend. And mine is more about the connection and just chatting or asking questions about some nerd shit that I wanted to ask a question about. Even though I work for them and I have the opportunity, I'm not super huge on autographs. And I think to this day, I don't think I've done one photo op. I've taken pictures at the tables with guests, but I don't think I've done one photo op. I mean, I guess I'm waiting for that I would have this year, but you know there were some health issues with my mom, and I had to bail out of the convention the last day. But there were a couple. I really wanted to get a picture with Blue Diamond Phillips, that type of thing. So you know you got to pick and choose, but you're it is expensive, and I don't I I don't get the discipline that goes along with that. You know planning your budget out for a whole weekend.
0: I, I I'm in a weird spot where I used to like you know I used to work on movies and stuff, or live in a city with celebrities, and you're not supposed to bug them. You know it's kind of this unwritten rule out in Los Angeles, and then here you're kind of supposed to bug them, but then you don't know who you can't just go up and say hi to. And it's going to be like, how much you got or whatever, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a weird, weird dynamic. Cause I'm just like, I'm not an autograph person. I'm a picture guy. And those used to be free a lot of the times, but now they've kind of worked into the price.
2: Lloyd um, Kaufman is one of those guests that do not charge his uh, fans for autographs or pictures. He will sign, and from the time he's there to the time he leaves the convention. And he's so gracious, and he adores his fans. He is a firm believer. And I think one of the reasons is he pretty much started from the ground up. There was not a huge focus for independent film, especially horror film. I mean, you're talking about days where you had to go out and hustle, hustle for some money and rising up from nothing and building this 40 year career in B movies. And he adores his fans. He knows that they have made his company what it is. And Troma is still one of the hugest. Actually, there is a documentary that we showed this last cycle, not an september but in march that was a documentary basically called tromaville which is friggin' awesome but james gunn got his start with lloyd and to my knowledge james gunn doesn't charge because of the tutelage of lloyd kaufman that said you don't charge your fans now i don't know if that's changed since he's been getting that marvel money but from people i've talked to and from (laughs) multiple conversations with lloyd that james gunn does not charge either
0: Adam Green does his stuff for free. I've seen where he's even like tweeting like, Hey, uh, if you didn't get to meet me today at the convention, I'll be in the parking lot at this spot, at this time, I won't leave until the last person goes. I'm like, Wow. That's crazy. All right, speaking of pretty cool hack lantern, right? Have you ever had hack lantern people at Horror Hound? Time to start, time to <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know where to start. The only one that I could think of is, that's had a good career is the guy that played Tommy. And I'm having a brain lapse because I just looked at his name a couple of minutes ago, but he has have, had a very storied career. I don't know where we would find people. That would be like an ultimate research project because I love research and I do it all the time for no reason whatsoever. Even if I'm looking up something for like a show idea or a guest, I'm trying to book something. I'll just go I'll spend like the next two hours exploring all these things. But, you know, that would be funny. And I think that they would be like, you're fired. (laughs) We're not doing a hack a lantern reunion. But, you know, it might be a good research project, you know, and have a a, a reunion of sorts on a podcast, maybe for those that are still with us. I I know uh, Grandpa's passed away, but young Tommy, I don't think he did another film. So that would be a great research project. I don't know that now you've got my will spinning.
0: I'm guessing was this everyone's first time watching Hackle Lantern? It was mine.
2: Oh yeah, um, I you know what I'm not sure because I vaguely remembered parts of this movie, so I feel like I've rented this video at like indie video or Far More. Do you remember Far More?
0: Oh, Far More, oh, yeah. I know Far More, Far More. You know, what I loved about Far More is they stocked like crate like Good Times video and stuff. They used to I I I discovered old movie serials because of Far More when I saw a black and white Batman sitting there. I'm like black and white Batman. And that opened my my whole world to like movie serials. I didn't know these things existed when I was a kid, and I went back and I bought like Captain America and Shazam and like all all those people. And I I discovered a whole new thing. But yeah, Farmer. I remember Farmer. I used to love going to Farmer.
2: Oh yeah, that was like one of the stores you could get really cool stuff. You could you know because it was a pharmacy and it was kind of like they had like snacks and all kinds. It's like one of those. It was almost like a right a combined with a zare because I think they had sections like a small section for clothes or underwear or some shit like that. So what was funny about that too is, you know, their video section, I I swear it wasn't huge, but they had like everything just like stacked and there's like only three sections, maybe comedy, horror or something else. So, you know, you'd go through and the the videos were like super cheap to rent there also. So you could get like three videos at the time for like five bucks and that was a a steal because videos used to cost a lot. Do you think they cost a lot mm-hmm. now compared to what the cost of living was and what people were making? I mean, you were spending some money for video night. It was a thing. It was a special thing. Um, you didn't get to do it all the time. And so there was a couple of times, more than once, that I can recall getting a horror movie and it kind of ended up being like a soft porn horror movie or something like that it was really uncomfortable watching with the parents when you're, you know, like 10. <laughs> Witchcraft...
0: The seven film witchcraft series, which were all except the first one, were all Cinemax hopefuls. I would say,
3: <laughs> not even the Cinemax starters, because
0: I don't think I ever saw them on Cinemax. I was like, oh, they tried and they failed. <laughs> I I knew the title, like the title has always stuck with me. I don't know if I saw it at the video store or something, but the title Hackle or something's always come up. I never checked out the movie. Colin, your first time?
3: I yes, yeah, first time I've seen it. I've seen reviews of it. So when you said uh, we're watching Hack-O-Lantern next time, like finally I can, I, I'm gonna know what the, this whole thing is instead of just the clips I've seen from it in the past.
0: Yeah, probably lantern But the, the weird thing when I I first watched the movie, high pike over the title, and I'm like, the hell's a high pike? <laughs> It's a person, apparently. <laughs> it's a person, but I'm like, why is he over the title?
3: It, That's what puts butts in the seats.
0: I looked him up and they're like, oh, you know, Hi Pike. You know, and they, you know how sometimes they'll put like an actor's name and then like a couple big movies they were in. He was Blade Runner. And I was like, who the hell was he in Blade Runner? And he played this guy that Harrison Ford had like a two line conversation with at a bar in Blade Runner that I'm like, I think he looks familiar. He had like a name, too, as Taffy something, but I'm like, I, I've i seen Blade Runner a million times and High Pike drew nothing from me.
2: I think that might have been, look for a smarmy character. He just seems like he might have been smarmy in that. So if that's enough to get you like billing, cop billing and not a, <laughs> you know, I, I guess it's like, hey, we're taking the biggest guy in here and he was in a scene with Harrison Ford. Damn it, he's headlining this thing.
3: Well, it's High maybe- was definitely memorable in this movie. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. This is where he made a name for himself. But uh, it's, So we we have, like, lettering, uh, just boring credit sequence that goes on. But we open with an old man in the country driving a truck full of pumpkins around. And he pulls up to a house with a young blonde boy inside tying his shoe. And the grandpa honks for him to come out. Um, it's Halloween time. And grandpa says he can pick a pumpkin and gives him something very special. And the boy takes his pumpkin and they, they this medallion, the, the grandpa leaves.
2: That super creepy fucking hug that grandpa gives Tommy. That was the most awkward, there's going to be some serious shit happening hug I've ever seen. It was very uncomfortable.
3: Yeah, the first uncomfortable thing he does in the movie.
1: <laughs>
2: yes. I don't know, it just, you know, I, it made me utter the words for the first time that night. So that's how it is in their family. <laughs>
0: I'll tell you what, I'm never going to forget this movie. No. <laughs> Kid's got a little brother and sister, as we see, and a mom. And he's carving the pumpkin out back, and he, he cuts himself, and he licks the blood. And he, and the mom's like, hey, hey, i got to clean that off. And he says,
2: Tommy, we have to wash that. But, mom, I like the taste of blood. Grandpa, huh, that's good for me. Grandpa? When did you
0: see Grandpa, Tommy? So the mom freaks out. At the word that uh, uh, Grandpa had been around and asked him if he gave him anything besides the pumpkin, but he lies and says no, and she smashes the shit out of the
3: pumpkin.
2: He gave him something. He gave him some bad fucking advice. Oh, Grandpa says the blood's good for me. Okay.
3: Yeah, well, when she was doing that, I felt like, okay, well, the guy's certainly kind of creepy, but why are you so upset about the pumpkin? <laughs>
2: uh,
0: that night, the mom and dad, Bill, his name? I don't think I ever got the mom's real name. I just I have mom, but dad yeah. was Bill. They wonder why Grandpa singles out Tommy instead of the other children. And Bill says he's going to go have a chat with his father-in-law, Grandpa. And uh, she says not to because it's Halloween, but the Bill's like, we need this done with. And when he arrives at Grandpa's, he witnesses a, a bunch <laughs> of clo- figures in a barn doing a ritual. It's Halloween night, by the way. I, I just
3: love that. Like, and it turns out Grandpa's a cult leader. <laughs> okay. Right away. Man. Is that involved with his pumpkin business or whatever he does? The
1: Dark
2: Lord. My goodness, Grandpa, where do you find the time to lead a cult and groom your grandkid? I mean, it's like, geez, he is like the worst grandpa ever. He's got too much fucking time on his, ha- on his hands to do pervy fucked up things.
0: And still manage to
3: sell a truckload of pumpkins. Yeah, is he a door-to-door pumpkin salesman? Why does he have so many fucking pumpkins in that truck? It's Halloween. He should yeah. be selling those at the end of September. Yeah! You're selling those for a nickel? There's no way you're going to be able to move that many pumpkins, dumbass. Oh, well, it was packed. But 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 to be fair, would you want to buy a pumpkin from him? He is, even if you're not related to him, he's super creepy.
0: Yeah, he's the guy you hope just drops it off. At yeah. the farmer's market and leaves.
3: He, he's, he smells people, and he licks his lips while he's doing it. There's no way he doesn't. While driving around a ball pit full of pumpkins. <laughs> that's what it is! You're right! He's a he's a mobile discovery zone.
0: Yes. Grandpa tells Bill that Tommy belongs to something greater than he could ever imagine, and then one of the c- cloak people chop Bill with an axe and kills him.
2: It happened so fast. Bill didn't see what was coming. I'm like, dude, after you see this, you literally are just going to keep going with the conversation. You're not going to stop and grab something like, you know, I don't know, a pickaxe or I don't know what else is just lying around the barn that's, you know, good for weaponry, you know. But I mean, for, you know, there should have been something, you know, you see all these people doing some strange shit and you're just like, well, we're still going to have this fucking conversation, buddy. Rookie mistake.
0: The cult puts Bill in his car and lights him on fire.
2: Well, technically, he lit the, the ground by the fire. That is the strangest shit I've ever seen in the movie. We're going to set you on fire, but wait, hold on. Let's burn the, the, the area around the car first.
3: There was a line of fire next to the car, so that, so that dirt got burnt real bad. The car was fine. There was not a scratch on the car. That'd be great for this show... Yeah, the grip they just showed the grandpa like somehow funneling all the smoke inside the car, like just burn it, stupid.
0: Just just plug a hose to the tailpipe if you're gonna do that.
3: <laughs> yeah. In the window. Or uh, or did you just you've already hammered him in the back of the head. Just keep chopping.
0: <laughs> so Tommy sits at his window, seemingly watching it burn.
3: <laughs> yeah! His dad burn. Uh, you know, I think he's supposed to be burned alive, I think? I don't no. Yeah, he grabs the medallion
0: grandpa gave him and starts swinging it in some hypnotic way which jumps us to years later and he's now a young adult and has dark hair. Like it doesn't tell us it's just you should put together the swinging, the kid swinging <laughs> with the old yeah. guy. Other guy that doesn't have the same like th- Tommy's not like a dirty blonde when he's young. Oh, he's, he's not like yeah. he is good. Golden like Hitler ideal blonde Aryan mm-hmm. race guy and then he's like
3: dark Well he's a bad boy so he might he might die it
2: hey those toeheads heads go dark sometime
3: yeah <laughs> like I know that he's uh, th- this is the youngest I've seen him but he still does not look that young <laughs> It's like he's like he's like looking through like he's like 401k and trying to figure out his future <laughs> Anyone that wears sleeveless shirts, they own nunchucks and throwing stars. That is a scientific fact. shirts
0: and headbands, yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, as is every Halloween, Grandpa honks out, out front for him, and then he tells him that this isn't just any Halloween tonight. It's his, and he'll learn what, what real power is and know his own strength. And they give each other a top-secret handshake, and Grandpa leaves, and uh, Tommy then gives a wicked David Caruso-like shades removal and looks viciously into the camera.
2: <laughs> that was, that you know, that kind of set it all off. I've got a bad attitude. That was some David Caruso shit. I mean, that was a nice call. It was kind of like the sideways glance and I'm pulling the glasses off and looking intently past the camera.
3: Yeah. I don't know when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, so I guess you're a bad person? Cool?
0: Here comes, I'm sure, everyone's favorite moment. Down the road, Tommy's mom stops Grandpa on the road to tell him to leave him alone. Grandpa refuses, and then we, through conversation and a gross flashback, find out that Tommy is Grandpa's son, and he says that the mom is still tempting him, and as he's grabbing her, we're going back and forth between her wedding day, when I'm guessing Tommy was conceived, and him accosting her now. (laughs)
2: No, but after all these years,
3: you are still a temptation to me. Okay, here's the thing. I didn't realize that's what happened. Like I legitimately did not realize that until you just said it. I just thought he was a I just thought he was super gross and creeped on her and he was just like, oh, "I'm just waiting for my time and I'm going to get in there." I didn't realize that he Oh man, that makes it even worse. Wow. Oh, my God.
2: That was the second time I uttered so that's how it is in their family.
3: Yeah. It, it's not like he has a lot of scruples. Like, even after she was married, you'd figure, like, ah, I don't care. I'm a cult leader, a Satan worshiper. I do what I want. I don't know why it had to be like, all right, this is... It's uh, it, it's uh, it's go time. Down to the wire. I got to impregnate my daughter before she gets married. Of course, he's got a lot of arbitrary rules, and actually, surprisingly.
0: because I mean, you remember at the beginning when Bill's all like... Why does he single out Tommy so much? Well it's because it's his own kid that's I just funny. thought he
3: would I just thought he was a weird dude that's all I thought well I mean you're not wrong' <laughs> <He is. laughs> right I he's didn't weird. realize he's, 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 the extent of how weird he was I thought he just like I said I just thought he wanted to be on her I didn't realize that he did Ugh. Ugh. Uh,
0: <laughs> while Cullen has a moment here Beth. Uh, a friend of Vera's, who is Tommy's sister, shows up to surprise her. Vera's taking a bubble bath, and this, like, fake-ass spider crawls by. And you know what? Before we find out that it's Beth tricking Vera because Vera can't see, grabs it, freaks out, I legitimately thought, this is probably a- the effects this movie has. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, was like, uh. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's probably... I was like, oh, they're playing a joke. Okay. Okay, well... Yeah, you you could have got away with it. I was going to give you a pass, I guess. <laughs> that's,
3: that's what I thought. Like, when I saw that spider that, like, that spider be a prank or that sucks shitty special effects.
2: That was just like, what is going on? Is that seriously, she cannot be that oblivious that she's got this spider and she's rubbing it on herself. That's the first thing you do. If you pick up something and it doesn't feel like what you're supposed to pick up, your eyes shoot open, you freak the fuck out. You let go. That's what you do. But, you know, it's like, oh, I was just washing my breast with this. Oh, my gosh.
0: All I got, I also gotta say, Cullen, if you're you're in a in a room taking a bubble bath, I am standing outside the door and just waiting for you to finish. Sure, and what? Mm-hmm. Come out with at least a towel. I mm-hmm. uh, just. I I I'm not gonna wander in. If I do, and I didn't know, <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, sorry, and I'd leave. Um, yeah.
3: How does Vera not know that her friend is in the room at all? You didn't hear the door open or? With the door already open? I don't know. Why,
0: no, why did Beth? Why did Beth go? Like I don't, I don't. I get is. So they have a conversation. There's a bit about it being weird because her dad died on Halloween and they're celebrating. And then uh, Vera and Beth talk about a party going that on that night. And Beth is going as Princess Di to the party. Yay! Um,
3: spoilers. Uh, her dress is nothing like princess diana
0: she don't look a thing like (laughs) princess diana
3: no like i can even look past that she doesn't look like her her outfit doesn't look like her either it's just like a it's a prom dress that she wears to the party
0: Uh, (laughs) we go to a quick scene at a police station where some cops are giving each other some shit which i didn't know why we were here but one of them (laughs) ends up being roger tommy's brother which we don't realize for a couple scenes
3: that would have been nice because otherwise it's just cops being mean to each other for a minute
0: yeah I'm like, okay, so there's cops in this movie. Got it. But uh, but that
3: wouldn't be like uncharacteristic for this movie because c- there's plenty of times where something happens in this movie and it really doesn't matter. and It just kind of stops the movie for a couple of minutes and then we get back to the plot.
0: We return to the house where Tommy's locked himself in his room and his mother's pleading with him not to live like this and he listens to his Walkman and we get a daydream of like, a metal band music video where Tommy's on guitar during the video. All that Tommy get blasted by lasers and this tribal woman comes out and dances around him and she pulls a trident out and stabs him through the neck and rips off his head. And then Tommy awakens like short of breath. And this scene needed to be in the movie.
2: <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing about that whole cinematic piece. I don't know where that came from. I don't know why. <laughs> yes.
0: Did the sound guy, track guy, was he like trying to push a band? And it's like you gotta, you gotta get him in the movie. I, I call
2: those producer favors. The producer was just like, "Hey, well, we'll give you this amount of money, but we've got, you know, my my wife's sister's daughter's husband's brother's kid is in this." This little rock band, and you know, we we want to do something for the kids and get them some exposure. So let's have let's have them in the movie, and you know, don't worry about it. You know, just do it. We'll we'll take care of this. Because for one, that song What's terrible, and they were on a stage the size of my bed, and everyone looks the same. The chick looks like the guy, the guys look like the chick. I mean, it was uh, it was the hair days. I get it, I get it. But that had to be the worst metal. Supposed to be engaging, frightening. You know, this was no Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off a bats type shit. It was like a very lame ass music Mm -hmm. video. But I did dig, you know, Tommy seemed to be into it. And, you know, after his band gets blasted, he didn't give a fuck. He kept playing the guitar. It was good. He was into it. The chick comes down, starts dancing with him. And might I add, that was an uncomfortable scene just because I was embarrassed for her. She had to be the worst dancer, and I'm like, seriously, did they get the only black woman within 100 miles that could not dance? I mean, that's just like <laughs> being the only black woman within 100 miles that can't fucking braid. So, I mean, I know it's an anomaly. I get it. But it was actually really terrible, you know, really terrible. I, I don't know what beat she was finding, but there was none. It wasn't a seductive dance. It was an awkward prom dance.
0: I guess, you know, there's the, the killer's weapon is introduced to us in this scene, but that's that could have been introduced to us in the first kill. Instead um, of a dream
3: yes. or imagination or whatever's happening I, with maybe Tommy. It,
0: I, I guess it's to make us throw the red herring onto Tommy or I don't know. Oh, Rod- and,
3: and, and by the way, uh, this music, doesn't it sound like almost exactly like Shout at the Devil by Motley Crue, like the guitar lick?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, my son's got a band. Uh, <laughs> they're big uh,
3: fan of the crew. They're pretty good.
0: <laughs> uh, it's a full song. Uh, <laughs> Roger comes home and mom complains about Tommy to him. Some kids are buying beer at a liquor store. <laughs> Tommy's okay. Tommy's buying beer and with this woman, and he's put. It's played by the porn star we talked about earlier, and he's putting it inside the car. And Grandpa wanders by on the street. Grandpa, what are you doing here? I come by the store to pick up some candles for your ceremony. What do you call yourself doing here? I don't know. i just uh,
3: having a little fun, you know. Yeah. Ordinarily, I'd say screw her brains out, but I don't think that little witch has got any. But where's your head, Tommy? You know you must be pure for tonight. Knock this off and preserve that energy. And as for you, sweetheart, if you know what's good for you, you'll get his little butt home and i am be right now. Yeah, he's <laughs> pretty loose with that information, but, a, but, but he isn't just like, it's not like he's walking down the sidewalk and he's like, oh, there's Tommy. He, like, slides into the scene and is just sort of immediately next to him.
0: It's nice to know, Tommy, that you're, you're ceremoniously Dark Lord. Pentagram candles came from Rite Aid.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Grandpa is the worst fucking cult leader ever. Who buys candles from the local store for your ritual?
0: Dollar ninety nine for a bag of them sale. Like that's like. Well, you <laughs> know, find
2: your candles for ceremony tonight, Tommy.
3: Uh, satanic worshipping doesn't pay the bills, so you gotta, you know, pinch every penny. Anyway,
2: all your credibility as the Grand Dragon or whatever, you know, his title is in the, you know, the cult, it's like, you're the leader, and you're like, oh, so not only did you not get the things you were supposed to, you got them late. I mean, this is the day of the ceremony, <laughs> you're running out to the drugstore. So did you have, like, your robe and costume on, and you were all ready, and then you had to take it back off? and then go to Rite Aid and get it because, well, you suck. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) The girl that
0: drops Tommy off at home Tommy sees his mom and immediately beelines to his room.
2: I don't appreciate that he acts like a moody little bitch. You (laughs) you don't work. Your mom's probably cooking your squares and doing your laundry and silly shit like that. Which, by the way, mom's out there working like, you know, like a champ. I'm pretty sure she's out there scrubbing the kids' laundry on rocks and shit. So you come in, you're angry, you're moody, you don't want to talk to anybody, so you go down to your room like a brat. It's like, dude, if you wanted to be alone and do all that because you look like you're 37, you should be living on your own.
0: So the mother tells Roger that Vera needs to spend more time at home, but Vera comes by hearing that and promises she'll do that. Beth introduces herself to Roger, and they kind of hit it off right away, and Roger drops that he'll be uh, working at the party tonight. Mom wishes the kids would all stay together. And Roger promises to talk to Tommy, and he goes to Tommy. Tommy's lifting some weights shirtless. Another amazing
3: scene. Uh, <laughs> he's already warming up for his time in prison.
0: I watch this. I'm like, okay, what business is he going to go shoot up? Like, that's. Oh,
3: yeah. Uh, There's nothing he, about him that doesn't say he's k- murderer.
0: So Roger and him try to have a talk, but it's more heated, and it uh, has Tommy, like, pushing him and then he shows roger the satanic altar he's built underneath the stairs and Roger goes nice tommy now i know why mom's so worried about you spending time with grandpa and that's it <laughs> that's the end of <laughs> the then scene he says
3: god damn my brother and leaves th- th- this is what kind of confrontation that roger doesn't freak out like whoa i didn't know this was going on it was just like oh you and your silly satan closet what?
0: I mean and that is a well done Satan closet. It's it's There's... not like beginner kit. This is like, oh, we need to we need to call somebody.
3: Yeah, hey, by the Hey, by the way, police officer, maybe you should say, "Where did you get that skull from, brother?" <laughs>
2: the fuck skull in the closet? And, and you would think, "Well, why didn't he do anything? Why didn't he, you know, worshiping Satan's not against the law even though you're like, you know, it's not against the law and I guess since technically, you know, maybe, you know, you built the altar. You haven't killed anybody yet. It, it's okay. But now there's some questions answered. This is why you've been hanging out with Grandpa. So I was thinking, does the family readily know that Grandpa's into some freak shit or, you know, w- what's going on there? It's just like a, like another day. It's like we got in an argument. We're, we're brothers. Well, you showed me this. Well, I'm done. See you later, dude. Thanks for showing me your altar.
0: Yeah! I got, I got a party to attend to. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, you figured to would go right
3: back to the station and go, like, we got to watch my brother. They're, they're, he's he's trouble, like, even more than I thought he was going to be.
2: Hey, worshiping Satan is not against the law. It's in bad taste, but it's, but it's legal. <laughs> Mom
0: goes out to Bill's grave to lay flowers. Uh, Vera and Beth go out for a walk. Mom busts in on their conversation, and they say they'll walk with her. The girl uh, that dropped off Tommy... Uh, is hanging out by the pool.
2: Producer favorite, Pro- foreign it- actress in the horror movie, producer favorite.
0: She goes inside to dry her hair. After exploring a sound at her door, she uh, sees a person in a mask and cloak in the window. She thinks it's Tommy and is very flirtatious with it and strips naked. She goes, So come and get it, you devil. Come on. Don't you want
3: to see my costume?
1: I'm Lady
0: Godiva. Want to play my horsey? And the pull, it, the the uh, figure pulls out a trident and stabs her in the head, splashing blood everywhere. Um, I just had a thought. Um, knowing what I will know later in this film, how did this happen? Is this a flashback? Uh,
3: I don't know. Maybe it's not what you think it is. Maybe it's something else. Who knows? <laughs>
0: I just thought about that like wait a minute if we
3: uh you know what puzzles me about this scene who made that bloody mary she she invites him in there's a bloody mary already made sitting on the counter like I'm gonna have a bloody mary like it's you you just had it sitting there like you just got out of the shower what What? you Did you make it? Then you went to take the shower? What is your thought process?
2: (laughs) I was wondering, did she make it before she got in the shower? Did she, did it like skip a piece and there wasn't the continuity because it kind of shows her going in the kitchen and then she's got it? But there is, you know, as Colin pointed out so eloquently, there is a fucking Bloody Mary sitting there on the table.
0: Grandpa comes by the party outside. It's still daytime. And gets shitty with Vera's boyfriend, Brian. We get to meet Brian. We've heard about him. Does he not meet stop...
3: expectations. I'll say that.
0: He then stops and harasses Rogers. As... I
2: say damn your job. You meet your grandpa can't have any fun on Halloween. <laughs> damn it, i need to go to the next county to kill people on Halloween. <laughs> Shit, you're ruining everything. But you would think his grandson being on the police force would actually make it easier. But then again, maybe he should have groomed Tommy to go blend in normally because I'm pretty sure no matter what happens in that town, people are automatically being like, you know, your brother did some fucked up stuff. I mean, if this were today, they'd have him locked up right now. He'd be on a fucking 72 hour hold and preparing to get a be cool check. I mean, Tommy, you're, you're you know, you're lucky you got away with that behavior then. But yeah, Tommy would be in some shit right now.
0: Roger then goes to meet Brian And they share a moment about his weird grandpa Brian then sucks face with Roger's sister While she's right there in front of him And they say they'll meet up later Vera then wants Roger's first impression of Beth And urges him to give her a chance So he uh, immediately holds hands with her And they go for a motorcycle ride
2: Yeah, for a bride to come (laughs) Are you the
3: only two available people in the town? Is that what's going on?
0: At home, Tommy finds Brian and his sister preparing the act of fornication on her bed and violently removes Brian from the house. He says, next time, you're
2: dead. You know, that's what brick brothers do. You know, you... I don't know of any big brother that's going to be like, yeah, you can fuck my sister while I'm in the house. You know, that's not going to happen. So even if he's just like reluctantly like, man, I really got to do this. He's got to do it for show it, at the very least, rough the boyfriend up a little bit and threaten him. That's like what his redeeming moment. Tommy did something good. Stop being weird for two seconds. And, you know, I'm surprised he even came out of the basement to go investigate. He stays down there so much. So I thought that was very admirable of Tommy.
0: Tommy goes to the basement and puts on a bandana and his medallion and then packs a duffel bag and makes sure he has a switchblade.
3: Why does he have the, the, the headband? Just, just why? <laughs> He's got a catch. Nobody
0: o- else in the cult did.
3: When, when did Rambo come out? Uh, Brandon, do you know?
0: Oh, it was out by then. We had two Rambos by this movie. The third one was on its way.
3: So, so yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause 88. Yeah. 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 So definitely That that's why he liked Rambo. That is why. <laughs>
0: Brian wanders through the cemetery cussing about Tommy. He runs into our cloaked masked figure and is chased until he falls into a grave, then is chopped in the head with a shovel. This is pretty cool. I got to give the movie props for this. I like this death. Yeah, Um, that
3: was probably the best death in the movie.
0: It was pretty cool. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be like an off screen, like he swings it and we see like blood splatting. But no, we got to see uh, the aftermath of the swing.
2: It was. It was that effect was good. And so was um, when Tommy's head gets taken off during the music video. Those were both. I mean, I think that's where all the money went for the budget. I mean, seriously, those were two really good effects.
0: Vera calls Roger to talk about what happened with Tommy and Brian. And Roger says he called to say thanks about Beth as He likes her. And after they hang up, Vera gets into another argument with her mother. Grandpa's ritual begins where they honor Satan in a barn and share blood from something hanging above them. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was like a bat. And then I'm like, that's not a bat. They are ordaining a blonde woman into their coven, and they strip her naked and brand her ass cheek with a pentagram. So, welcome to the club.
2: You know, you're thinking, where did they get her? This seems like a really small town, so, I mean, are you guys putting ads in papers, you (laughs) know, for high priestesses or sex slaves or something? I don't get it. And, you know, she was like a champ. I mean, she took the branding on the ass without so much as a blink.
3: Maybe her butt is really calloused. She's been training for this for a long time.
2: <laughs> apparently. Apparently. I mean, she, like I said, she she took that Brandon like a fucking champ.
3: <laughs> That's right. And you know it was Grandpa doing it. So they were related? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. It's a, The only people he's attracted to are people that share his bloodline. You're right. I guess it couldn't have been there him. There you go.
0: At the cemetery, Roger and Beth investigate something, but it's just kids. After the kids sc- scatter,
3: I mean, I mean, don't worry, he still pulls a gun on him. So this movie could have been made today, unfortunately. Oh, sh-
0: after the kids scatter, Beth and Roger bang in the cemetery, and <laughs> as they're they're getting it on, she's constantly holding hands with a, a hand coming from the ground, not Roger's, but she pays no mind to it. And uh, after they get done and are leaving, she says, "You enjoyed it, I could tell." Yeah, it's too bad I have to work tonight. Mm-hmm. But somebody's got to keep this town safe from you Halloween fright.
2: (laughs) you and I are going to get crazy tonight.
0: My sister should even hang around
3: with you.
2: You sound like your mother. Well, she's a bit touched because I don't know how she can hold hands while they're screwing, but yet both of his hands are on her ass. And it was a dirty hand. Why would his hand be dirty and why would you be holding it from that direction? So that was kind of cheesy and funny, but... I'm thinking, what the hell? Okay, talented. He's got you know a literal third arm.
3: Uh. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, and I mean, it's it's dirt. It's fresh dirt, so it's clearly a new grave. And 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 who among us doesn't love to screw on a freshly covered grave?
0: But also, like, why is the hand so high up? When we saw the dude killed, he was in the bottom of the grave.
3: Yeah, the, did he stand him up before he buried him? Like, oh, all right, let's just—I mean, let's not be uh, crazy here. It's just gonna save time if I just have him stand up. Like, what? Oh, uh, I'm to stand <laughs> up, and I'm gonna put his arms up, so my murder will be uncovered even faster.
0: The party's going on with a live band. This is where you throw the band in, not a in uh, music video. If you're gonna have a uh, and uh, there's plenty of people at this party. Roger shows up to patrol it, and then a woman comes out and uh, strips in front of the party. During, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's fu- oh she's she's full frontal right now."
2: You can't even get that. I mean, you have to go to Kentucky or out of state to get a full frontal strip show in the Midwest. But this is a party. This is a party being patrolled by a police officer. I mean, what? Kind- I want to go to parties like that. I mean, it's just like woohoo! We're the Halloween party, and out comes a stripper. Really? Okay, <laughs> how can you top that?
3: It, I'd also like to point out that this is, uh, we don't know this is a dancer. As far as we know right now, it's just a person who's getting naked in front of Roger, the police officer, who does nothing about the situation. This is clearly someone's house. This isn't just, you know, like the community center. This is someone's house. So this guy comes outside to tell the people
0: about the stripper that just came out, and then he um, is trying a
2: stand-up routine? out here and people think he's funny that by far is one of the strangest things i've ever seen in the movies didn't you see the stripper in there you didn't see the stripper? what's wrong you guys you, you should have seen her she was
3: great and she had like the biggest blue eyes you've ever seen
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and boy you know you reminding one of those girls from a girly magazine you ever see those girls And the girl, like my favorite part in there is is the naked girl. I love the naked girl. But now I got a a favorite brand new part. The little memo right underneath the naked girl's picture. Because the things they say about themselves, they're not quite accurate, are they? I mean, they say things, for example, like, I'm just a conservative girl. then you turn the page and here she's getting all emotional on you i just need a man who understands me <laughs> <laughs> need to understand that you ever been at the wrong place at the wrong time yeah i was like yeah. what
0: is it i'm like oh this is a he's doing stand-up
3: yeah like when he made that Wait, third what? joke i thought oh my god this is us for the next two minutes watching this guy that we don't know his name, he's never appeared in the movie before, and he doesn't show up again. So he just stops the movie for, like, three minutes to tell just the worst jokes he could think of. And
0: he instantly, in that short time, climbs the rank to, like, worst character in the movie. Oh, like
3: hands down. Hands... Yeah, I, I... Well, let's see. Who is worse, him or Grandpa? I mean... Well, I don't know.
0: <laughs> grandpa's actions. Grandpa's actions are worse. But when I'm watching the movie. I'm...
2: That is another uncomfortable moment in this movie that was just producer favor. Hey, we got this kid. You know, we're trying to get him up. He's going to be the next Kenison. You know, <laughs> you know, we're it, it's all good. It's like th- th- this guy, He, you know, he's funny. We're going to put him in there for, you know, just give him a little give him a little time. And that was the most uncomfortable get I've ever seen. And it's so funny because as they were filming it, the camera pans to it. The camera's on the comedian. Then it pans to the people he's talking to and they're just looking. And then it's all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, it's just like the camera gets them for like a whole second. And then the laughter starts. It was a strange, strange thing.
3: It's just missing the director going laugh. it, it Louder. Would- it reminds me of like an Aaron Spelling show whenever they'd have, you know, a musical guest and everyone's got to be like, yeah, this they're so good. Like, like, no, they're not. They're awful. You're just being paid to say, yeah, this rocks real hard.
0: Beth and Vera get ready and talk about going out and having a good time. Beth says, my good times have already begun. And Beth asks if she can have a picture that's on her dresser of Vera and her
3: brother's what (laughs) why does she want that
2: yeah it is really weird seems i just met your brother
3: well i guess because she humped roger in a graveyard i guess that's why she wants the picture of all three of them hey hey vera (laughs) i fucked your brother tonight in the cemetery (laughs) i've known him for hours he was in me and now i want his picture
0: But here's the best part. Vera asked her where her and Roger did it, and she fucking takes her to go (laughs) see this exact spot! She takes her to the exact... It's not like the the cemetery is the shortcut to this place. She's like, no, where is it? Where is it? It's right right over there!
3: Let me show you where your your brother climbed on top of me for a while.
0: Look, there's some of his seed on the ground. (laughs)
3: No! You can still see my uh, butt cheek prints in the dirt.
2: What, how does that fit in with the structure of a movie like if you're writing a movie then you're like okay it's not going to be enough that i tell her verbally that this is where we had sex she goes and takes her that is that's gold i mean you can't make you know that shit up i, I just you would never think that that would be in a movie but fuck, like it is here i fucked your brother I'm a slut, he's a slut, and I'm gonna go take you to where we slut it together in the cemetery.
0: That's just really open. I mean, we meet her going in on her friend in a bathtub, at a bubble bath, and she fucks a guy in the cemetery on a first date. I mean, yeah. they're not even on a date, they're just hanging out, and then, like, hey, come check out where I boned him.
3: It's called a cemetery, but to her, it'll always be the boneyard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Vera notices the hand in the ground, and... She thinks it's some fake hand, pulls it out. No, it's Brian, her, her lover, who's dead.
3: With six and, inches uh, of dirt on top of him.
0: Vera blames Tommy for it immediately. Like, oh, like, has he been killing already? That they're all like, oh, it's fucking Tommy. <laughs>
3: yeah, and she hasn't even seen his satanic closet. She just assumes it was him because she threw him out.
0: So Vera and Beth go to the ritual barn, and she tells Beth to stay put as it's a family matter. No, Carl Winslow though. Uh, And inside the cult is playing uh, musical pentagram edges, like in a circle, and they're like moving to the point, different points. Grandpa is with the masked figure. It's Tommy right now. Vera comes in screaming. Grandpa tells her, "You shouldn't come here, Vera."
3: But he killed my boyfriend, Grandpa.
0: You have intruded upon the ceremony of
3: blood. And now, you must pay
2: the price for sacrilege.
0: They tie her up and force Tommy to prove
2: himself by killing her, but he cuts her down and Vera escapes. He's not going to kill his sister, and I give it up, you know, to him for that. But again, did he kill his sister because he loved her? Did he kill his sister because he loved her? And she made a good point. Please, please don't kill me, Tommy. You can't. I'm your sister. And it's all of a sudden, like, a light bulb went off and said, Oh, yeah, you are my sister. I'm not doing this.
0: She tells Beth they gotta find Roger, and Grandpa tells Tommy. Uh,
3: In the kingdom of hell, we are your family, the disciples
2: of Satan. No one else matters.
0: And he uh, he has shamed Grandpa and has no place there. So Tommy runs away. Uh, Grandpa says he has no he knows now what he must do and has no choice. Back at the party, there's a, a snake dancer now. <laughs>
3: Strippers,
0: stand-up comics, snake dancers. Dude, this what is a one,
3: night. It's one crazy fucking party.
2: <laughs> I, I, how could this party get better? Strippers, <laughs> snake, snake dancers. Man, <laughs> what are they going to do for an encore?
3: Besides the shitty stand-up comedy, this is my kind <laughs> of party.
0: Just don't go outside. That's all you got to do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> don't go in the backyard of Deborah's house.
0: He couldn't get stage B. He got the, the parking lot stage. At the house, uh, mom sits outside and lights a big-ass jan- jack-o'-lantern. It's like almost her size. Like, she's almost as big as his jack-o'-lantern. She's a little lady, but...
2: That was the only good thing grandpa grew that year.
0: He planted Tommy.
2: Man. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, go, it, it's, it, it goes from a woman dancing with a snake to the mom lighting the candle... And then back to more party shit. Like, it's three things in a row that don't matter at all. Nope. Filler. Roger is
0: offered a dance by some girl, but he rejects her because guess what? He had sex
3: in the cemetery tonight. Um, (laughs) I wish he would have said that. Like, I don't need you. I got laid in a cemetery. (laughs) On top of
0: my sister's dead boyfriend.
3: Fresh grave fucking, yeah!
1: yeah.
0: Wait, that, does that count as, like, a threesome? <laughs> if, if, well,
3: well, Brandon, he certainly was stiff. Thank you. Oh. Thank you, everyone.
0: <laughs> Woo, the The uh, cloak-masked figure shows up at the party. Vera and Beth get there. Uh, the woman who got rejected by Roger goes to the restroom. The killer enters. She talks to it. Roger leaves on his motorcycle to go take care of Grandpa, although there's no scene where they tell Roger this. We just get him leaving.
3: Uh, Didn't maybe Vera whispered something to him or I don't know. Yeah.
0: So the the girl asked the killer to tighten her dress and he like pulls it super tight and then takes out a knife and stabs her.
2: I mean, he was pulling the corset and pulling it and it's just getting tighter and tighter. And all of a sudden you start to see some cleavage. Then he pulls it tighter. Now you see some titty meat and he pulls <laughs> it even tighter and, you know, you're just like, are they going to pop out? And then he stabs her. I'm like, you fucking tease.
3: <laughs> Pick a she lane did. killer. Like, I don't, I, I thought, like, all right, he's going to tighten the girdle or whatever she's wearing. And then, all right, she suffocates or whatever. And I thought like, oh, that's kind of lame. And then he just pulls out that knife. Like, okay, you took something that was lame and then just made it even lamer, but not even incorporating the initial way you're going to murder her.
0: Right, it was just a chance to try to make it, like, make her boobs, like, kind of pop out, but they don't. I
3: guess. Like, it's not like there's a shortage of nudity in this movie. Just do it or don't.
0: Uh, Roger and the cops arrive at the barn, but guess what? It's been deserted. The other two cops think someone pulled a prank on him. Uh, Vera sobs to Beth at the party. As some girl tells her, she looks like hell. They go to the restroom and find the body of the girl in the corner and think she's just drunk. Although, I don't know like if she had her eyes closed, maybe. But she's like sitting there with like a mannequin, almost, with her eyes open. But I don't know what this town considers drunk. Vera goes to a stall, and the killer pops out of the closet and strangles Beth. Vera finds her hanged in the closet, and then also notice that the other girl's dead, too.
3: Hey, uh, hang on. That closet's in the bathroom, right? What the fuck? This bathroom has stalls and a closet. Is it a house? What is
0: happening here? <laughs> like the the place attached to the fire department, or like the or something. But but it was like a, you rent out for a reception. But or it something. was a
3: closet with like proper coats. Who's putting their? Co- I've never been to a, a restroom where it's like there's a coat closet.
0: I mean, I, I've seen where there's, like a, like, a room before the restroom. Like, you enter the restroom, but there's a room where you can hang stuff up and then go into the restroom, but not in it. Yeah, like, it's weird. It, it's not like you open it up and there's, like, toilet paper in there, some paper towels, like a mop. No. It's it, like, yeah. oh, here's my fancy new
3: coat. Yeah, there's a rod where you hang coats. It's a closet, Period.
0: Grandpa, in the uh, same outfit as the killer, arrives at the party and runs into Vera as she thinks it's Tommy. Because you would uh, mistake that stature for Tommy's. uh,
2: (laughs) Exactly. He got shortened.
3: Right. (laughs) He says, Nothing can save you. Tonight, you belong to Satan.
2: Grandpa's one-line dialogue. Now, it's like the dialogue (laughs) to this movie is like two kids are playing outside and, you know, you have kids. I'm sure you've had the pleasure just listening to some shit kids say, you know. Yeah. That's what it sounded like a lot of this dialogue that it was like two kids that were, you know, just kind of doing some back and forth banter. And it was really, you know, like one's trying to obviously prove they're the badass or they're swords fighting or something. And they're just saying ludicrous shit. And that's what Grandpa's one-liners were about. It was just like, what? Really? Of all the things you could have said, that's what you said? That? Oh, okay.
0: And the other killer shows up, and they have like a-, a sword fight of sorts. Both killers change physique as this fight starts. <laughs> yeah, it- yeah. It goes like- from short, plump man and ki- a little bit taller, skinny person to two muscular, tall people, <laughs> like, sword fighting
3: two stunt doubles from a different movie put on the costumes
0: Uh, so grandpa is killed during this and the other one is shot as they get away grandpa
3: tells it's not just that he's shot uh roger an officer of the law shoots this other person in the back as they're leaving (laughs) the room real oh my god and he he probably still has his job. There's no way he doesn't. We all know it. He,
0: he won the next election for sheriff. <laughs> He's now governor of the state. Grandpa tells Roger the power is in the blood, and he touches his forehead, and a red dot from uh, some guy with a flashlight uh, <laughs> behind the camera appears on his head, and uh, Grandpa dies. Um, the killer runs by... Oh, this is where Roger shoots the killer. The killer runs by, and Roger shoots, hitting the killer in the back. And uh, stumbling around, the killer makes it to the woods before falling over. She takes off her mask to reveal it's
2: the mom. The mom.
0: She gets up, continues on, getting to the cemetery and falling in front of Bill's tombstone. Tommy randomly shows up there and holds her. He says he's sorry and said she said she's sorry and she only wanted to keep her family and she then dies. Maybe it's because I have watched a shit ton of slashers, but the minute the first kill happened I was like it's the mom. It's I'm like I knew it was going to be the mom this whole movie. Like I they were like this I was like this movie thinks it's so fucking clever because they want us they're distracting us thinking it's grandpa or the Tommy, Tommy. of course. And I'm like the way the with how viciously and just crazy the mom has been portrayed. I'm like, it's going to be her. And they all, they also don't think it's going to be the little petite blonde lady. It's going to be her. It's going to be her. It's going to be her. It's the mom. And then when I look back at the timeline, I was like, there's no way it could have been
3: the fucking mom. Uh, yeah. Like, like, like some of those earlier kills were
2: they Tommy? Maybe. <laughs> There had to be two killers. I mean, I I don't know. I think she killed certain people, and then I don't think because I think that was the night Tommy was supposed to make his first kill. So it had to be grandpa and the mom, I'm thinking.
0: Well, here's how she, here's the people that she killed. She killed Brian, who was the boyfriend of her daughter. She killed the blonde haired girl that was hanging out with Tommy, his potential girlfriend. Not she killed Beth, who was both friend of, uh, Vera and boned Roger, and mm. then she killed the girl who asked Roger to dance. All people taking away her time from her kids, and then Grandpa because he's a fucking nut. Yeah, And she got a revenge. But that's how I mean that that well, I could see. Then- but like the timeline because. When the blonde dies, she had the mom had just gotten picked up by Vera and Beth on the like out in the open, like, "Hey, oh, we'll walk you home, mom." And they literally walk her home because after they start walking with mom, the blonde gets killed, and then they go back home and she's showing up there, like it's.
3: And if if she is the murderer, why does she dress exactly like the cult people when she? clearly doesn't like the cult stuff that grandpa is into i know just pinned it on grandpa so it's grandpa huh well that wasn't made very clear to me
0: that would be my guess <laughs> and they didn't announce that in the movie but that would be my guess as to why she would At... dress up like that
3: honestly i didn't think she dressed like that until that last scene i thought all the other kills were tommy oh,
0: i figured it was her the whole time Tommy was way too red herring. And then when it came to killing, Tommy wouldn't do it. Well, it was also his
3: sister. I figured that was why.
2: I don't think Tommy killed anyone because that was supposed to be his first night of joining, you know, completely joining in. So I don't think he killed anybody. So when you had all the other kills, like you said, that the mom couldn't possibly have been there for, Mm that had to be grandpa.
0: Grandpa, every time he was in that costume, they made sure to show us his stature of uh, being short and fat, so...
3: In his plaid shirt.
0: Yeah, I figured it was the mom the whole time, just it poorly executed.
2: I just kind of want to talk to whoever made this and get their motivation for this. It's like, wait a second, can you explain this to me? You can settle some years-old debates and, you know... This is such, you know, real shit. Like, brothers have stopped speaking about this because they've been in debate as to who was the killer. And, you know, it's ripped families apart. We have to learn the truth.
0: We could have that at the hack lantern cast and crew reunion panel at Horror Hound.
2: <laughs> you know what? It might be worth it. It might be worth it.
0: We go to the ritual barn once more, and we see a group being led by as he turns, Roger! And he says, We welcome the night. And then some more heavy metal plays, and the credits roll.
3: <laughs> As lanterns will be hacked again, and the cult lives on. Well, I, I don't know how he can. Oh, God. No, he's going to have to have a daughter. Gross. And then he's going to do gross things with them. Ew. Bad. <laughs> he used to be. Ugh. He certainly tried to kill his own mom. And he
0: certainly. Well, he did kill. She died from that wound. He
3: didn't. <laughs> You're right. He killed his own mom, and he pulled a gun on children. So who's to say?
0: And he fucked in a cemetery. Yeah. yeah. What a day for Roger. These people, <laughs> all, had, these no people all had horrible days. Take death, take dying out of the equation. Who had the worst day? Like, was it Vera? Her brother's a psychopath, Tommy. She tries to bone her boyfriend, and her brother walks in on her, and then, like, like viciously attacks her boyfriend throwing him out her best friend fucks her brother her mom's a lunatic who ends up being the person who killed everybody she finds her boyfriend dead that her mom or some relative someone related to her killed her boyfriend and then she gets strung up and tied up in a cult run by her grandpa that tells her brother to stab her luckily her brother saves her and then her mom's, like, dead at the end, and her brother's a cult leader. So I think Vera had maybe the worst day.
3: Yeah. So yeah. What a
0: day. I mean, she didn't die, but shit.
3: <laughs> you know, you know. as I think about this movie, uh, there's a, uh, a couple of things that occur to me. You know, uh, the mom clearly didn't like that her dad was around. Oh, why didn't they just fucking move? There's a whole country out there that could have, like, just gotten away from him. Super easy. Easy concept, at least, but still.
0: And knows he killed her husband. Yeah! She knows.
3: she knows it! Did she contact the police? Why is he still free? It's been well established that she already doesn't like him. So just... Uh, you, Yeah, poison him! Fuck it! Get rid of him! The mom... Mom should have got a boat. Taking dad out in the boat. Daddy don't come back. That's how you do it. <laughs> we haven't really talked that much about the... Uh, the grandfather in the movie, especially his voice. Like what was, what was the casting call for this? You have to be creepy and ridiculous. Like you're our man. Perfect.
0: Are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't Uh, guys, we can get high pike for this.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We're all going to be rich.
2: You know, I would have liked to see, you know, some rich, some real ritual stuff besides him just standing there looking like divine. You know, the whole time, which, by the way, Grandpa, I believe in Divine were split from birth (laughs) or Divine and Danny DeVito had a love child. That is what High Pike would like with a bad piece on. It looks like
3: someone tried to clone Divine, but they didn't have all the DNA. So they filled in the rest with frog DNA. That is what High Pike looks like. But by, by the way, like you, you had mentioned that the guy that plays Tommy. He's got a, a good career. I, I I didn't realize until deep into this movie, like this guy's. And I was thinking to myself, like this guy is oddly intense. Like he reminds me of Max Dad from It's Always Sunny. And then I looked it up. Like oh my god, that's the same guy. I legitimately yeah. did not know that. <laughs> yes. Until about half. Yeah. Until about halfway through the movie, it's like oh my god, he. This is just how he acts. This is just him. <laughs> This 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 literally made his career. Like,
0: That's right. Like I want I want, the, I want your hackle lantern intensity tonight. You bring it.
3: <laughs> he looks like he will stare into your soul and just remove part of it, not all of it, just a piece. Did anyone else notice that almost every time someone got killed, they'd use it the same music, and for some reason. They decided to incorporate a referee's whistle in the music. I promise you, you watch it again, I I believe it's every kill, there's just a whistle blowing over music. (laughs) It's another producer's favorite. Like, look, I got our our cousin, he's a referee, blows a whistle like a son of a bitch. We just put some rock music underneath it. It's going to sell like (laughs) crazy. Yeah.
0: Now comes the portion of the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we are cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and culty. Our options are as follows. Stay with your family. You are a rather uh, Vera with uh, this. You're not interested in the cult stuff. You're kind of just whatever. Not into hack a lantern You're good. Converted, which means you're Tommy. You're like down with this. You're you're into the cult stuff. hack lanterns cool, but you won't go too far. You might get asked to do two stuff, but you're okay with it. Uh, and drink the Kool-Aid, which means you, you're grandpa. You're in like, incest fucking, cemetery fucking, killing things, uh, branding people's asses, you know, the whole work. So, Audrey, how do you rate hack lantern
2: There's bad movies and there's good bad movies. I I feel like this was kind of a good bad movie. I mean, it was fucking horrible in lots of spots, but it's one of those that it's kind of so bad you have to see it, but yet you can, um laugh at it and you can just you know kind of talk shit about it i i like to make movies like this into a drinking game every time something absurd happens or you pick a topic pick a theme everybody gets a vote on what how you want to do it but it is definitely one of those movies even when you watch it it doesn't feel like it's in 88 it feels like a movie made in 88 that was that felt like it was 83 84 it mm-hmm. like took the level of speech to like an unbelievable place. So for me, I'm going to have to say convert it because I think it's one of those movies you kind of have to see at least once and it will be embedded in your brain for fucking ever. There is so much going on in here that is, you know, it, it's cliche. It's bad writing. It's the fucking in the graveyard. It's, I mean, there were just so many. If they tried to make this movie today, like seriously, social justice warriors would be all over this fucking movie. I mean, it would be, I mean, it just it would have so much bad press. It would just be popular. I mean, there are so many fucked up tones in this movie. It's unbelievable, but Hey, it was the eighties. It was no big Mm -hmm. deal, but it is so inappropriate in so many ways. It's awesome.
3: Cullen, uh, this movie was, uh, a little bit bonkers. Not, not, not totally. Um, there was there were no uh, uh exploding cars and there was no crotch trauma so that that's uh so this, i guess this wasn't actually a typical cult cinema cavalcade movie but overall it was it was genuinely uh entertaining um it wasn't quite crazy enough uh for what i was hoping for you know when we watch these movies i just went outrageous ridiculous i want I went dangerous men every time, you know, and that's a high bar to clear. It really, it's a terribly high bar to clear, but, uh, I was entertained by it. So, uh, like you said, uh, Audrey, it's, um, not what you'd call a good movie, but it was, um, entertaining. So I say that I'm also converted on hack O'Lantern. lantern Brandon, how do you write hack O'Lantern? lantern
0: Movie's batshit crazy. It's it's got its touch of bizarre weirdness dealing with like uh, incest stuff. It got some weird kills, weird dialogue scenes, things that just happen like the cemetery sex, the brother walking in the sister is just weird. I had a lot of fun watching it. I laughed quite a bit. And I was like this is this is why we watch these movies. I'm going to go on the very lightest like this one just crossed the line for drinking the Kool-Aid for me because I really think people should check out Hack Lantern. It's in their it's stupid it's on un- yeah like we always want dangerous men. Colin, you're right. That's right there. <laughs> I feel like this is like almost it's not it's it's in that league, but it's at the bottom of that, but I still think mm-hmm. it's more a little more than converted for me. Um, but I'm I'm going to give it the Kool-Aid just because it was from the moment it started I was like Wait, what excuse me like what stuff happening, the creepy grandpa with the, the kid and r- right when he said like well, drinks his own blood he's like I like the taste of it plus grandpa says it's good for me I was like, oh I'm gonna like this uh, <laughs> and it did and it didn't let me down it didn't let me down so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the kool-Aid because I'm that's just fucking hilarious.
3: Ooh, this is Freddy Pumpkin. You can get this monstrous creature when you call me at 1-900-909-1122. I'll tell you a horrifying tale, and randomly selected callers will talk to me live from my haunted pumpkin patch. Plus, I'll tell you how to get these monstrous creatures free with your two-minute $2.45 call. So get your parents' permission to call 1-900-909-1122. Oh, you're not scared, are you? <laughs>
0: On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness. And joining us for discussion will be our friend, uh, writer for the Saturday Evening Post, Troy Brownfield will return. As it's October, he's always around for, during that time. And he'll be here to discuss Prince of Darkness. Uh, I'd like to thank everyone who comes in and listens. And I hope you enjoyed this hack o episode. And we're very happy to have Audrey Lane on here to discuss hack and lantern Thank you for coming on.
2: Thank you for having me on. It, it has been a blast. I mean, this is—I truly dig the, the style of which you format your program.
0: So tell everybody where they can find your stuff, like uh, what you talked about earlier.
2: You can find me. We do bi-monthly issues of Horror Hound Magazine, so you can find me there. You can also find me on the Horror Hound website at www.horrorhound.com. Then you can go under the Film Fest or go to News to find articles that are posted online as well as content and you can also find me on my podcast horrify.com my website is really like so far behind right now so i have um, a horrify page on facebook and it's h-o-r-r-i-f-i and you can find me there for and i kind of i've been keeping that page up more lately um which i plan to put a lot more time and attention to my baby but I think that's it I mean I, you'll find me occasionally on like Twitter and Instagram through the h2f2 hashtag and that is for Horror House Film Festival and you know we have an upcoming show in March and we hope to see you there and if you are a filmmaker or a producer, writer, anything like that, and you've got a project and it's going to be complete, hopefully in time, submit it to the Horror Hound Film Festival. We take all horror, sci-fi, things like that, as long as it is horror-esque, we will submit it, and hopefully you'll make it into our selections.
0: Uh, We look forward to next time, but first stay tuned for the trailer to Prince of Darkness, the trailer that actually trails. anyone in close proximity has the same dream. What is it? A secret that can no longer be kept. It started a month ago. What started? A change in the earth and the sky. His power.
1: There's a weird locking mechanism. It looks like it can only be open from the inside.
3: A life is growing out of prebiotic fluid. It's not winding down into disorder. It's self-organizing. It's becoming something, what?
1: cult cinema cavalcade part of the creative zombie studios network for press opportunities advertising opportunities and more information on cult cinema cavalcade contact mail at cult produced by brad shoemaker edited by brandon peters narration by rebecca peters theme song pink baby by happy elf appears courtesy of the free music network the film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade. Kathy,
3: like to ask you a few questions. A little. Bit. You ever buy snakes from the Egyptian, Kathy? Tap- all the time, pal. You ever see this girl, huh?
2: Never seen a buzz. Your license is in order, Bill. Hey, Louis, the man is dry. Give him one of the hides.